Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Oh, this is going to be good. We're going to have a great service, you guys. I'm excited. I really felt God give me a really great word. So I'm going to, let's start. Let's start with his word. That'll be the greatest word. Psalm 77, 14 says, You are the awesome God who works powerful wonders. You have demonstrated your power among the people. Job 37, 5, God thunders with his voice wondrously, doing great things which we cannot comprehend. Ever had such a wonder, such a miracle, you can't even wrap your brain around it? That's the kind of God we serve. Isaiah 25, 1, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise and give thanks to your name for you have done miraculous things, plans formed long, long ago, fulfilled with perfect faithfulness. The title of my message this morning is called Wonder Working God. Wonder Working God. We're in a wonderful series and I was so excited because I uh, just spent uh, Thanksgiving and a bit of the vacation with my family in Ecuador. And so you ever have like, you know, like when you go away and you take some time out, you just get refreshed. You have different perspective. And that's the way I was feeling. I had such a great time being able to go there and spend time with family. And, you know, Ecuador is in a third world nation. So you, you just see things in a totally different uh, way. And when I was there, I just began to really think about, gosh, all the things that have been done in my family that is just a work of God. And then I was looking at the people that they minister to there in Ecuador, their missionaries and pastors uh, there in Ecuador. And, and I, was, I was, you know, meeting and hanging out with all the people. And, and, and in a third world nation, sometimes you can see such despair and hardship. And it's so evident. We've had uh, an influx of Venezuelans come into Ecuador and there's just hardship and, and pain. But at the same time, I was seeing the miraculous hand of God, miracle after miracle after miracle. And I just had this feeling of God is a wonder working God. It's a wonder what he does when he shows up in our lives. And can you put the first picture up? Um, this is a picture of the whole fam. So that's my, yeah, my sweet family. Uh, we're missing my two nephews and a grandbaby there, um, but that's the rest of us all in the picture. And it was the first time in about 30 years that we were all together for Thanksgiving. How crazy is that? When I was 17, I moved from the city we lived in to the capital city. I went to a boarding school my last two years of high school. Uh, my brother and his wife and kids right here, they had gone to Italy as missionaries. My sister and family had lived here in the U.S. and then had lived in Ecuador. And it just never worked out for us to all be together for a Thanksgiving. So we were all living in the wonder of it all. Like, we're all here. We're all together. We wound up going to church together. We filled two rows in church. How fun is 
that. We're like, our whole family's here um, in church. And I'm like, man, and we were all discussing, like, how is it that we all love Jesus and love each other? Not like because we have to, because we're blood relatives, but because we just do. We love each other. We want to hang out with each other. We're learning from each other. And many of us could be looking at this picture right now and you're like, Stacy, great, picture perfect. Welcome to my life. Let me tell you my story. Well, I have news for you. What you're seeing right there has not always been the story. And I want to share a little bit of the backdrop because I believe that all of us, individually or in a family, all of us, we are, are, are born into a fallen, sinful world. None of us were born into perfection. Adam and Eve were born into paradise. They were the only ones, and they messed it up for the rest of humanity. Thank you, Adam and Eve. All of us don't have that story. I've never met anyone, and they're like, I was just born in perfection. But sometimes when you look at a picture like that, you can think that's what it is. But the only reason that I'm standing before you telling this story is because of the victories won from the backdrop and the perspectives that, that we lived individually as, and as a family. In fact, um, could you put up this second photo? I want you to look at this photo through the eyes of our history to give a little perspective. Because we were... As we were talking, we were just thinking about, my goodness, look at all the traumas, all the pain, all the things that our family has actually been through. All the individual stories of, of traumas and, and pains. And, and all of us, don't we? We all have gone through something. And I, and I wanted to put this picture up here and, and show you and share with you, do a little tell-all of my family to give you hope that where you begin in life, wherever you are at today is not the end of your story. And when you invite divine wonder-working power of God, there isn't just a new chapter, there's a whole new book. And I've experienced that with, with my family, but let's talk a little bit about the backdrop. Let's share about some of the things that, that we have gone through in my own family. Um, we'll start with my dad. So that's my dad right there. He's 72. Does he look so young? He's going to so love hearing that on the podcast. But it's actually true. Um, my mom's 68. Um, and starting with my dad, you know, my dad, as a teenager, he grew up in a Catholic home. He did not grow up in a Christian home. And um, in high school, he discovered drugs. And he thought, you know what I could do with these is I could sell them. And so he introduced drugs into his city in New York. Um, as a drug dealer in his high school life. Because in my family, we don't do anything mediocre. <laughs> if he was going to be a drug dealer, he was going to be a good one. <laughs> and he started young. <laughs> so he's a teenager. He's, he's selling drugs. In fact, he, he sold to multiple federal agents until he sold to the wrong federal agent. And it was a sting operation. And by his 21st birthday, was convicted. Um, then you can go on to see some of the stuff that happened in his life. His 
brother at a very young age, his brother, um, my uncle, uh, they kind of, they did life together. They were two years apart. They were like the superstars of their little town in New York. They were the star football players. They were the lifeguards. Uh, There's newspaper headings that we have, Capaldi Brothers, win again, victory. Um, And after college, they both got jobs and um, his brother one night was going home from a job that he had had and uh, somebody was robbing his car, very pointless crime. And he was like, oh no, like came upon the scene. And the guy jumped out, shot him three times in the heart and he died immediately. Heartache for, for a brother, for a family. Uh, my dad has had so many things that he's gone through, loss of, you know, uh, businesses, started in, in poverty. Um, he, one time in our family, there was uh, a, an explosion in, with the barbecue in a gas tank. I won't get into the whole story, but it literally melted the skin off of my father. Been through some stuff. Let's go on to my mother. My mother was born into a, into a Jewish home. And when she went to college, she found Jesus. During the 70s in the Jesus movement, her parents thought that she was in a cult. So they had her kidnapped uh, by a Jewish rabbi and brought to a deprogramming center here in San Diego. She was living in Arizona and um, brought here to be deprogrammed. Interestingly enough, when they met each other and found each other, my parents married each other. They wound up, they both had become saved, joined ministry, and actually did wind up in a cult. Um, So look, there's room for us all, all right? The journey has not been straight and narrow, nor up and down. It's been a bit of a circus in my family. My mom uh, battled cancer for eight years uh, with the four of us, with my brother. She had placenta previa. They told her she would not make it through, nor would my brother. They had a death sentence over their lives. You look to over here with my sister. Her and I are 11 months apart. My sister was married at age 17. She had a baby, a beautiful baby girl. And um, one month, the baby passed away of Sid's sudden infant death syndrome. 10 years later, her husband abandoned her completely. She did everything to save that marriage. He abandoned her and she was divorced. Um, You've got near-death experiences for my sister-in-law on Christmas Day. um, She had some weird tumor that they had found out about and started bleeding out um, and almost did not survive it. A lot of sickness in her family. My brother on this side, at the age of 18, he had something called conversion reaction. He was bullied so severely that he had a mental breakdown. I was actually called in when that happened. I ran to his rescue. His brain had shut down. He was in a vegetative state. We didn't know if he was going to make it out. Um... You can go ahead and read the, the rest. We had, you know, I don't know how many times different people in my family have been robbed. Uh, my sister, three times her house had been robbed. Talk about a work, a curse over their lives. Like, that was nuts. And then 
family trauma. You know, it's a beautiful thing that our family became missionaries, Christian missionaries to Ecuador. But my dad was 38 years old. My mother was 36. I was 12. My sister was 13. My brother was six. And my mother was pregnant with um, my youngest brother, Justin, when we moved. So though it was a phenomenal word of God and we moved individually, that was a bit traumatizing for each one of us, have our own story of what it's like to move nations. Uh, We didn't know Spanish. We were actually not Latin. We were Italian. Jewish raised Christian, so I can relate to the universe. Um, well, we had to learn a new language. We had to learn a new culture. So we individually went through our own breakthroughs. You name it, it's happened to my family. Now, why am I sharing some of the traumas and some of the backdrop of pain? I say that not to compare pain, but all of us have had it. We've all had something in life that we have had to go through. And the reason I'm sharing that is because of this next picture. Can we show the third picture? See, that's not the end of our story. platform is because there was divine intervention that every single one of us encountered Jesus in our lives, received of the Holy Spirit and wonder. We are the testament, the wonder working power of God that can transform a person, that can transform a family, that can bring brokenness to legacy. This is where our stories can go. This is the platform in which we speak. God is a good God. Listen, the Bible says this in Isaiah 61, 4. It says, there is good news for the oppressed. Picture number two was an oppressed family. Picture number two was individual and family pain. And here's what God has to say about that. And it literally says in some of your Bibles, the title will say, there is good news for the oppressed. It says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. When the spirit of the living God comes on us, this is what happens. It says, the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. If you've ever been in poverty, there's good news for you. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted. You just heard about the pain, the grief, the unexplainable things that have happened in my family. But God says, he sent me to comfort the brokenhearted, to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be set free. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it, the day of God's anger against the enemies to all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his glory. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them. There is good news. There is a rebuilding at the moment in which each of us decide to allow allow the power of God to come on the inside of us? Transformation. Restoration. Can you put up picture number uh, three? Again, yeah, three. Yeah, that one. Just to give you a bit of the 
the, the endings to, to some of the story. So how cool is this? So my dad went from drug dealer to pastor to missionary to business ownership to providing jobs for so many people in, in Ecuador. It's astounding. So many ministries have come from who he is. My mother, an overcomer, victorious. Just this last week, we got the report that an eight-year cancel battle, she is completely and totally cancer free. At one point in her journey, her cells, 73% of her cells were compromised by cancer. That went to 0%. My mom will tell you this. She said, during my battle, I never felt fear. I never went to fear. She said, because when I entered the battle, my anchor was already Jesus. I had an anchor that I believed in. And yes, was she discouraged? Absolutely. She's a human being. She was discouraged. She was encouraged, but she never went to fear because she had Jesus on the inside of her. And she said, uh, she believed with every being in her body that she would be healed. And she said, but even if I'm not like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even even if I am not yet, will I praise him? Yet will I be a Christian? I'm a believer. You see, all those years ago, when her parents thought she was in a cult, she had met Jesus. And on that day, she was confronted with truth that set her free. She had been raised by a nanny. She was rejected by her family, kidnapping, all these things that happened. But when she met Jesus, she met acceptance. Her identity was secured in Jesus. My family, my sister went on years later. She actually met her husband who we knew when we were like 15 years old. She moved back to Ecuador, was walking down the street, and so was he. Um, I know. And he had gone through his own stuff. He had been depressed, all these things. But then they met each other. And the beautiful story of my sister isn't that she was just remarried, is that she was loved. You go through abandonment and rejection, and yet her story did not end there. She's well loved. Remarried, four wonderful boys. She has a grandbaby. She looks like that. I have good genes. I am happy about that. Um, <laughs> when you do the work, people, when you do the work. <laughs> My uh, brother, sister-in-law, they went on to become missionaries. My entire family are actually all ministers. They're all in church. They're all ministers, most pastors and uh, missionaries. My youngest brother, who had that mental breakdown, What's crazy about his restoration, it was a total miraculous miracle um, that he was able to be completely restored. And now he's the genius of our family. Like he's so business savvy, it's ridiculous. And he's a minister of God. They just keep wanting to give him churches. And he's like, hold up. I'm doing some stuff in business, but I will still be a minister. Um, and we go to him for all wisdom and advice in technology. He's, he's great. So that is, that is the wonder-working power of God. You can go from a drug dealer to a hope dealer. If you're going to do something, do it well. <clears throat> and this is how our stories changed. And this is how your story can shift and change. John 16, 7. This is a point in scripture where Jesus had come to earth. 
Jesus came and he gave his life, the perfect for the imperfect. He knew in our own humanity, we can't do things on our own. We can't save ourselves. We can't heal ourselves. We can't do miracles ourselves. Only he can. God came in human form, Jesus, and he gave his life for us. He died on the cross for our sins. He went into hell, took the keys of death and said, you know what? Don't want that anymore. My kids are gonna have eternity reconciled forever. And he resurrected three days later. Resurrection power coursing through his veins. The blood of Jesus is what heals us. The blood of Jesus, what he went through, is what gives us an opportunity for reconciliation and for restoration. And then it doesn't just stop there. When he's ascending to heaven, he's going back to heaven, he's talking to his disciples and he says this in John 16, seven, but I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit to you, to be close in fellowship with you supernatural, divine power. All of us, when I look back on our stories, and it's just because parents were, in my family, they were the first generation saved. So before them, we don't have a Christian legacy. But my parents were the ones to go first in our family. They were the curse breakers. They were the ones that broke the generational strongholds over our family. But then each of us kids, though we were raised in a Christian family, we each had to go through our own battles. But we all had the exact same story. There came a point in our lives where we had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Not only did we receive Jesus Christ into our lives, but we also opened ourselves up to the Holy Spirit, to the helper, to the comforter, to the one who brings divine restoration. And I've got to tell you the truth. When I look back now, I'm like, I can't do life without the Holy Spirit. I don't know how, I wouldn't want to. I meet people that get saved and I'm like, that's great, your eternity is reconciled. Have you met the Holy Spirit? I'm constantly talking about the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit brings life and life in abundance. I don't wanna be saved and survive. I wanna be saved and I wanna be liberated and I wanna be set free. I want joy beyond measure. I can't just be saved, I gotta be Holy Ghost saved. I receive of the power of the living God. I think about my prayer life. I go, I, when I pray, I pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. I speak in tongues, a language not known to me, but known to God. The Bible says that the, that the Holy Spirit intercedes on us in words that cannot be described before the throne room of God. When I don't know how to pray, when I don't know what to pray, when my own English words will limit me with fear and, and doubt because I'm a human, I just pray through the power of the Holy Spirit and let him take care of the rest. Divine intervention. And in my family, each one of us encountered the Holy Spirit. And that is how each life began its transformational journey. I look back now and I'm left with wonder. 
Only the wonder-working power of God can restore a family like that. Only the wonder-working power of God can have each one of us love him, love Jesus, love each other, become ministers. Why? Because of the great work that he did on the inside of us. My, um, when I was in Ecuador, I was um, <clears throat> going to all these different places. And it's so fun, like in Ecuador right now, the, it's, um, you know, whenever you, I have, haven't visited in a long time. And when I went back, I was so astounded at how different, like, the country is. And it was really phenomenal because there's all these, like, Americans and Europeans and different people that have moved to, to Ecuador. And when I was growing up, there was not, like, in my city, there was one other American family. And I knew them. We were friends. I was learning Spanish, so I only had, could communicate with that one family at the beginning. And so there were not many Americans or anything like that. But this time when I went back, I was like, this is so weird. There's like all these Americans and Europeans and, and, and even the, the country looked a little bit different. There's all these new like cafes, these new bars, restaurants, like all these different things. And I'm like, wow. And they have done them so well. Like the town square is awesome. There's all these new rooftops and, and all these new restaurants. And it was so fun. And, and on one of the days, my, um, we're like, what are we going to do on Friday? And my brother Robert was like, oh, I've already planned it. I'm going to be the tour guide. And we're, as a family, we're going to go bar hopping. <laughs> Christian pastor, missionary family. Yes, we're going to go bar hopping. He's like, don't worry. I've already prepped the parents. They're pumped. They're ready. They're coming with us. My 72-year-old father. My mother was like, get ready, you guys. You know me. I have one glass of wine and I'm wild. See, when you receive of the power of the Holy Spirit, you can exercise self-control. You can do things. You can enjoy the world around you without excess and abuse. You can actually enjoy the things that, that, that are out there in its right balance when you exercise the power of the Holy Spirit. And so our whole family's like, all right, let's do this. And so we went out and we went from place to place. My brother had it all planned down. We're gonna have an appetizer here. We're gonna have a drink there. We're gonna have dinner here. And there were so many cool places. And guys, can I help you? Ambiance to a woman is everything. It is everything. And we love it. And we went to this one place. It was called Madame. Can you put up that photo? It's super cool. Yeah, there it is. Okay, this place was awesome. So there were, um, when we got there, this is a bar restaurant. Now it was really cool, like ambiance for the girls. They actually did have good food and drinks for the guys. So they were pumped too. And, um, you know, we were there, we we're having a great time. And then the two brothers that own this place happened to be there. And they said, would you like us to give you a tour of the, of the place? You can put up the second photo of the brothers. Here's the guys. And so they were both there. And, and so we're like, sure, you're talking to like pastors and missionaries and people. Like, we love the backstory. Like, please tell us everything. And so they're like, so they begin to tell us the story of this place. And they say to us, they said, you know, here's what's crazy. There's the woman that owned this building, and this is right in the heart of the town. 
the woman that owned this building was, um, grew up here. Um, she became a mother, a grandmother. She wound up just before she started, was going to pass away. She decided, let's let it go. I'm going to sell it. And she went off to be with a family member to pass away. And these two brothers were like, we want it. We want to buy it. And they had such vision for the place. So they bought it. One of them is an interior designer. The other one's a businessman. They're like, had such a vision because this building um, was built in 1910. So they were like, okay, 1910 building. We want to keep, like, we want to restore it. So they restore it back to like the 1920, 1930s feel. They brought in everything from Europe and the different places to make it look like that. The, the waiters and the waiters, the bartenders, I mean, they were dressed in velvet suits and like played the part. It was everything. It was so awesome. And they said, but you know, what was interesting is as we were, you know, doing a bit of the remodel, we wound up breaking down one of the walls. And when we did that, bars of gold fell out and gems started pouring out of the wall. And they're like, and because we were the owners, like we owned it, the bars of gold and the gems. And it just got me thinking, see, somebody has to take responsibility for the building. That, that woman, that grandmother, bless her heart, lived there her whole life without discovering the gold. Why? Because she never remodeled. She never broke down a wall. And all I'm saying is us as Christians, there comes a time in our life where we gotta take responsibility for the temple. We gotta take responsibility for the law we were born in. We gotta take responsibility for the situations that we have lived. But I've got good news. See, just like those brothers, when we surrender, when we break down the walls, because I don't know about you, but in my own life, if I have built a wall, it was out of pain. You build walls because it's too painful. The grief is too much. But the problem with the wall is that it doesn't protect us. It keeps everyone and God out. But if you break down the wall, if you say, thank you, Jesus, I receive you, you died for me, and then you allow the Holy Spirit to come into your life, guess what? Bars of gold are gonna come falling out of you too. Bars of gold will be discovered. The wealth, the gifting, the destiny that God placed on the inside of you will be discovered. Don't let it die without you taking responsibility. Those two brothers had no idea what they were about to discover. And those of us that choose to go first, let us be the curse breakers. Let us be the ones that break generational strongholds over our lives. Let us take responsibility and kick out that infirmity and that disease. Let it be us. Three quick points. Number one. Can we take responsibility for our life? Someone had to buy the building. Someone had to choose to do the remodel. Let that be us this morning. Regardless of how life has turned out, no matter what's happened to us or what we stepped in, can we just say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna surrender and let divine intervention have the opportunity to bring gold out of what was once dust and hurt and pain. Number two, can we invite and receive the Holy Spirit into our lives? Divine intervention. 
the supernatural power of the living God. God gave us Jesus who died for our sins, who resurrected three days later. And then He sent us the Holy Spirit as a beautiful gift. But it is up to us. We're in Christmas. It's up to us to unwrap the most extraordinary, the most beautiful, the most wonderful gift that is the Holy Spirit. It doesn't unwrap itself. We choose to receive the Spirit of the living God. And we will choose to operate in all of the anointing, in all the power, in all of the authority that God has given us. That's up to us. We can live. If we do that, we can live in the wonder. God, you could take this life. I don't know what you have gone through. And I don't pretend to compare pain, but I'm telling you, when I look at the legacy of my family, you know, when I was putting together those pictures, I called my family because I'm like, I'm about to do a (laughs) tell-all. And I asked if it would be okay. And it was the greatest thing because my whole family was like, yeah, tell every story. Why? Because they're really free. They really have victory. They're really healed. All of us are. And when you're really healed, when you've really had victory, you want to give it away. You want to share with others. You're not ashamed. You're not bashful. You're like, I will tell it for the benefit of someone else. My point number three is this. Can we give the wonder, the transformation power away to others? Those two brothers, they were so excited to share with us their story. And why wouldn't you? Bars of gold are falling out. (laughs) But isn't it the same for us? I think it's time for us to gush about our bars of gold. I think it's time for us. We are in the Christmas season, no better time to share and to give away the wonder that is God. Life happens to us all, but when we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, we have the anchor to a life transformed. And if you are saved, the moment that you are saved, you have a story to tell. So could we all tell it? Can we all share with those that are around us? When I was in Ecuador, my my sister was like parading me around. Tell this story, minister to these people. Go ahead and preach in Spanish to a whole congress. Gloria a Dios y prediqué con todo lo que tenía. Estaba predicando en español. I knew right then that the Holy Spirit was real. I had to preach a whole message in Spanish. It all came back and then some power of the Holy Ghost. And there was a special moment where my sister had been running um, a course that, that, that I had written called Take Your Life Back. And just a six week course of, of the basis of Christianity, of the gifts of God that can be ours to live a life beyond survival into thriving. And it's in English, so she got all of the Americans or Europeans and they, they all the ones that spoke English and she did a Bible study with them and, and walked them through this course. And it's a six week course and I happen to be there on the fifth week. Well, the fifth week is deliverance. I don't think that was an accident or by chance. (laughs) And so my mother opened up her home and all the girls came over and and they had 
listened and watched the the the, the video of, of what is deliverance, how does it work? And then right there I got to share and teach and we got to exchange stories and then we got the biggest comfiest chair and we put it in the middle of the living room. And I said, I can't just tell, I can't just pray. I gotta teach you because I'm going. But you gotta give this away. It's not for us to keep. And so I began to share and teach on how to have people receive the liberation of God. And we put each person in the chair and all of us prayed and all of us saw liberation come to each person that sat in that chair. And now they're telling of of all the stories and they get to minister, can we give the wonder away? Could everybody stand to their feet? you just to close your eyes. I think it's time to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. I don't know how to talk about the Spirit of the living God without acknowledging that He's actually here and allowing Him to minister to us. The Bible says in Psalm 77, 14, I'll just remind us of the verses that we heard earlier. You are the awesome God who works powerful wonders. You have demonstrated your power among the people. He definitely demonstrated his power among my family. Isaiah 25, one, oh Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you, I will praise you, I will give thanks to your name for you have done miraculous things, plans formed long, long ago, fulfilled with perfect faithfulness. Psalm 86.10, for you are great and you do wondrous deeds, you alone are God. Psalm 118.23, this is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the Lord's doing, I can't do this myself. It is the Lord's doing, the wonder working power of God is what the Lord does in our lives when we allow Him, when we invite Him, when we receive Him. So I wanna do something this morning. I want that if that's you, if you want the power of the living God, that power that I talked about to break generational stronghold, the power to break off the things that have been plaguing your family, sickness, disease, any of those things, grief, mourning, hardship. If you're in that place and you're like, I need an encounter with the Holy Ghost. I need to receive of the Holy Spirit. I just want you to come out this morning. I want you to come onto the altar, onto this space above. We're gonna pray together. We're gonna let the power of the living God begin to move in this place. We're gonna let God encounter you where you are at. Why don't you just come out this morning and say, God, work in that area of my life. Yeah, just begin to come. Should be a whole bunch of us. I don't know about you, but I want to encounter the power. Because human power isn't enough. We can't do this on our own, nor do we have to. That's the wonder-working power of God. And if you're thinking, gosh, my family isn't even, I let it begin with you. I've seen God do things so speedily. I talked to a woman in the last service and she was like, five years ago, I wasn't saved. Five years ago, I didn't know about Jesus. Five years ago, I couldn't tell you a thing about the Holy Spirit. And yet, five years later, my whole family is loving Jesus. My whole family has been shifted and changed. It's the power of the living God. I don't know about you, but I want the power of the living God begin to minister to me. 
Come on, just again, if that's you, just come on out. I'm gonna pray and we're gonna receive the power of the living God. I'm gonna let some things go and let God come and do His work on the inside of us. How good and how great God is. He's so good. And for those of you that that haven't accepted Jesus yet, that's, that's the place where it begins. So if you're like, you know what? I need to accept Jesus. I need to believe that He actually is real and does what He says. If that's you in this place, would you just lift up your hand so I know who I'm, I'm praying for? And we're gonna pray for the power of God. I see that hand, beautiful, wonderful. I see that hand, awesome, power of God. That is so good, I see that hand, wonderful. Wonderful, so good. We're gonna do, we're just gonna pray together. And I want everybody to receive or just say after me, just repeat after me, and then we're just gonna spend a little time letting the power of God do what He does, a wonder in our life. Everybody repeat, God, come on, God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross for my sins, perfect for my imperfect. And I thank you, Jesus, for resurrecting Three days later, I thank you for resurrection power. I thank you for the authority that you have given me over every evil, over every darkness. And I receive the Holy Spirit who you sent me to be my comforter, my helper. I receive every good gift from heaven above. Amen, 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 amen. Come on, let's begin to pray. Let's begin to thank God. Let's begin to allow the power of the living God to minister to us. Come on, just lift up your hands in this whole place. Begin to lift your hands to heaven. God, oh God, we thank you that you are the God of all authority. Lord Jesus, we thank you right now. Lord, that you are faithful, God, that you are in you leave right now if you if you have if you are unwell in your body right now come out of agreement tell that wicked evil spirit to leave in the name of Jesus come on let's believe for health and for wholeness Lord God we thank you right now we tell you the spirit of infirmity to leave in the name of Jesus you have no power over our lives we thank you for health and wholeness in our bodies oh God Lord we thank right now we bind and we break the spirit of fear right now and shame and we say no more in the name of Jesus I break generational strongholds of poverty right now in the name of Jesus oh Lord we take responsibility for our lives we are open we are ready we are willing to be everything that you have called us to be oh God do a great work on the inside of us oh God Lord, let each of us be a wonder 
to the world around us. Oh God, today we thank you that this is the beginning, not of a new chapter, but a whole new book. God, we thank you that we are reborn, that we are born again and again and again and again, that we are liberated, that we are set free, that we've been made whole by the power of the living God. We reach out to you, we praise you, You are a miracle working God. In your name we pray. Can I get an amen? Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.